what I want more than anything is for kids to know that they matter. To, I want my kids to be happy. I want them to be confident and I want them to know that they matter, but little eyes, ears, and hearts are always watching, right? Mm -hmm. They're learning how to navigate life by watching us, the moms and dads. You're listening to the Mindful Mama podcast, episode number 286. Holy moly. Today we are talking about overcoming negativity with vision with Tracy Bierman. Welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast, now with over a million downloads. Here, it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you've calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clark Fields, Mindful Mama mentor. I help smart, thoughtful parents stay calm so they can have strong, connected relationships with their children. I've been practicing mindfulness for over 20 years. I'm the creator of Mindful Parenting, and I'm the author of Raising Good Humans, a mindful guide to breaking the cycle of reactive parenting and raising kind, confident kids. Hey, welcome back. I'm so glad to be connecting with you. I'm glad you're here. Welcome to Mindful Mama Podcast. I don't know why I'm singing, you guys. It's just a day. I don't know why I'm singing. But I'm glad to be here with you, and I'm super psyched for this episode, and I know that you're going to be psyched for it too. So hey, of course, I always give a special welcome to brand new people. This is going to be a great episode for you to listen to because in just a moment, I'm going to be sitting down with Tracy Nolan Bierman, and she is a teacher, a life mastery consultant, a super experienced yogi, and a mom of two, and she helps moms get their joy back and find work-life harmony, and she calls herself the mom illuminator, the opposite of Dumbledore's deluminator. <laughs> so we're going to talk about shining your light and making a vision, right? So this episode is all about the difference between living a vision-driven life versus a circumstance-driven life. And I really think this is an incredibly powerful message. Are you just letting circumstances drive you or do you know where you want to go? right? So I want you to listen for this big piece about vision versus circumstance and really how to tap into that and how to overcome that natural negativity sometimes we have with this. We're going to talk about learning to love me and how to focus on what you're wanting. And, you know, I just want to say right at the top that this is incredible stuff. And if you are thinking about like you've got a two-year-old or three-and-a-half-year-old is driving you crazy and you just want to focus on that behavior and the, the lessons, don't skip this episode because you taking care of you and you living a fulfilled life, a fulfilled version of you, that is the best thing you can give to your kids because then you're able to step back and not take all their little stuff so personally. It's really, really powerful. So what we talk about here is really some really powerful stuff. I'm so excited for you to dive into it. I'm singing again. I don't know why. But before we dive in, I just want to let you know that you can see clips from this episode as well as a ton of short teaching sessions from me over at the Mindful Mama Mentor YouTube channel. It's our little baby YouTube channel and I would love for you to head over there and subscribe to the YouTube channel so we can grow our little baby channel and get this information out to more parents. So I would love for you to check out the Mindful Mama Mentor 
YouTube channel. Let's dive into this episode. Join me at the table as I talk to Tracy Nolan Bierman. Tracy, thank you so much for coming on the Mindful Mama podcast. Thank you so much, Hunter. It's great to be here. Well, I'm happy to have you here too. And um, I'm excited to talk to you, you know, all about parenting. And I wanted to start with your story about, you know, you talk, you've talked about how, you know, when you were, when your son was like three years old, oh mm-hmm. boy, three years old. I know it's right. so challenging, <laughs> <laughs> but when your son was three years old, you started to see this like negativity and pessimism in a, mm-hmm. in him, in a three-year-old. Yeah. And so you realize that this was something that he was reflecting f- from you. Right. So can you tell me about kind of like what was going on in your life then and, and what you saw in that moment? Absolutely. Yeah. When he was about three years old, you know, the negative negativity, pessimism and self-loathing Hunter in a three-year-old, it was really alarming and, um, concerning. And I, um, at first, my first, my first, uh, my first thought was, was there something wrong with him? Right. I come from, mm-hmm. I was a preschool teacher before I had kids. So I, and I was like, okay, yeah, you know, we got to, we got to fix him. We, we, we need to figure out what's wrong with him. Now I didn't realize it then, but he was getting it from me. Now I know this, you know, how you know something intellectually, but then, you know, when it's, it's a whole different ballgame when you have your own kids. Mm-hmm. So I just noticed the, the things that he was saying and not liking himself. And then I, <laughs> I don't remember the exact moment when I realized that it was me, but I got busy. I started pulling apart my life. um, And I realized that, you know, on the outside, I was his mom. I was doing all the mom things. I was happy, right? On the inside, I was a hot mess. And I had, so he, he was, my kids are 17 months apart and he was, uh, you know, I had, I had imagined my first birth to be this beautiful natural birth. And I was going to do a water birth and, and, you know, this whole thing and the baby, baby to my chest immediately, this whole thing. Well, it was complete opposite of that. And he was premature. It was an emergency C-section. And, uh, and then he almost died when he was about 11 days old. And then I was pregnant nine months later, um, after he, you know, after his birth and, um, and I just never, I honestly was awake for that first year of motherhood because they could never tell me he, he turned blue in my arms and stopped breathing and they could never tell me if he was not going to do it again. So it was pretty much, I was awake. I had PTSD and it wasn't treated. I had also brought in a whole bunch of stuff from my own childhood that wasn't healed. Um, and, you know, when you become a parent, like, I mean, it's, it's like miracle grow on all of your stuff, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's all of totally. the stuff from your own life. So that's really what was going on with me at the time. And it took a lot of years and it was very costly. You know, I, I read lots of books and went to retreats and took courses and I was in therapy. I did a nine month yoga teacher training. Um, and, and it wasn't until I, I met my coach, you know, it was just kind of a, I, I was on my knees. I pulled my whole entire life apart. Um, you know, this isn't working, this isn't working. So, you know, moved everybody's cheese upset everybody around me. And I had everything, my whole life pulled apart. I didn't know what to do. 
So I'm like on my knees again. Okay, help me. I need help here. I need, you know, I, I, these, these, I brought these beings into this world and it's my responsibility, right? I am, I am hundred percent responsible for, you know, my place in being their mom. And mm-hmm. I, I met my coach and she taught me that I had wrapped kind of like a, like a sandpapery coating over my heart. And even with my kids, like I wasn't letting anybody in. Um, and so we did a lot of work there. She also taught me how to live a vision driven life. And that's what I live now. It's a completely different way of living. Um, it's a life giving, like a moving toward what I, you know, we, we tend to, we're kind of, we're taught to live a circumstance driven life where, you know, life comes at us. I like to, to call it the, the game of whack-a-mole, like the perpetual game of whack-a-mole where life comes at you and you whack it down. Something comes up over here, you whack it down. Living a vision-driven life is a different way of living. So I really just, I took all that negativity and pessimism and self-loathing that I was feeling and I turn it around. And honestly, sometimes it's a hundred times in a day because you know, it's never a one and done. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, It's a constant, it's a constant, uh, you know, we're human, right? So we have this human part of us that kind of goes to the negativity, but it's been, uh, it's been a process, but I now I'm able to teach moms how to live this way too. And it's, it's a game changer. That's kind of a long, so- long answer to your question. <laughs> So there's so much there that you you talk about, like this disconnect between the outside of this happy happy mom and the inside. And I definitely want to talk about this idea of circumstance-driven versus vision-driven. But, you know, I'm curious about this idea, this self-loathing and pessimism Mm. in the first place. Like, so obviously you were you had way too little sleep, you know, and you had this whole PTSD, you had this trauma and difficulty in that first year. So there's that piece, but, but I heard you also say like, there's pieces from your childhood, like there were seeds planted from your own parents, from your ancestors. Can you tell me about how you were parented and what your growing up was like to kind of leave some of those seeds inside of you? Yeah. My childhood was, um, I say we lived in the quiet family, right? My husband, I I married, my husband's from the loud family and I came from the quiet family. We never talked about anything. We weren't connected. Um, My parents divorced when I was 17 and I, I feel like they probably were married 17 years too long, you know, 18 years too long. So there wasn't a whole lot of Um, And it was an authority driven kind of, you know, it was the top down. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think everybody was doing the best that they could. You know, my parents, they were, they were real young. Um, The whole neighborhood, it was a, you know, it was a, it was a young neighborhood and they were, they all had young children, just about everybody in that neighborhood got divorced. Um, So yeah, it was interesting. So that's kind of, that's kind of how I, that was my experience. Um, growing up. And it's like I say, it's, you know, everybody was doing the best that they could, but I am also, I'm a highly sensitive kid or a person. Um, I didn't know this until I had my highly sensitive kid. (laughs) Right. Um, And I was just kind of soaking it all in. Um, But yeah, that's, that's kind of my, that, that's, uh, there, there was a lot of not feeling like I I was enough, not feeling like I mattered. not really feeling like I had anybody that had my back. Mm. 
Mm, that's heartbreaking. You know, that that's, I'm kind of hearing like that lack of, lack of acceptance. And it's very, very normal and very common for yeah. sure, especially from people from our generation. Um, you know, and, and do you think that, you know, do you see this, this, um, do you see like a tendency towards like negative thinking and pessimism, like in your, in your family still today? You know, it is in my, with my parents and my outer family. Um, there is, there is, there, there's, uh, it, it's, it is interesting. My parents both live um, in the town that I live in now. Um, it's been five years, you know, we went a long decades without living in the same town and now they're here. So it's, it's all, you know, it's all right there, but, but I've done so much work mm -hmm. in my own life and forgiveness and not about them, but just forgiveness in general. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and, and I do, I have to remind myself, I have to bring myself, you know, cause now it's, it's right here. It's right. It's right mm -hmm. in my, you know, it's, it, I, I see them and, and, uh, and communicate with them, uh, daily and, um, um, and I love them. I love them dearly. And I really believe that everybody was doing the best that they mm -hmm. could. Um, but yeah, there's, there is still that kind of negativity and pessimism and what's, you know, focusing on what's, what's wrong. And I learned how to focus on what's right. And it's completely different. You know, you have to feel your feelings. Yeah. You can't, you know, you, we don't want to squash our feelings, but the, but the uh, continuing to change that focus and just little by little, you know, throughout the day. I mean, you're describing just like the human default brain, you know, like yeah. our default you know, the, the wiring we have in, in installed in us biologically is default wiring is negativity bias. The default right. wiring is to be on alert for threats, you know, to be, to be looking for threats, looking for what's wrong, because that had a bigger payoff in evolution for those, those who, those who could look for those threats and discover them, they were the ones that survived when, you know, we we're living out in the wild. So so this default brain, you know, this is it, what you're describing is like, when we don't do anything, this is what happens. Like, I totally see that right. in so many of my own family members, right? Like when we don't make a conscious choice and do some conscious work and some conscious practices to, to chip away at that and to turn that around, that's, that's what you got. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty amazing. That's just, this is so it's, I think it's just such an important thing to realize that it's not your fault. It's right. just part of, it's just your wiring, but this is the default, right? Like yeah. unless you do some, take some actions and do a little work, like this is the default. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I love that reminding myself, you know, that this is just, you know, it's that, it's that waking up in the morning and being neutral. And then your mind goes did, 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 up there's that thing, there's that thing in your life, you know, it's, a, but reminding yourself that there's nothing wrong with you. It's okay, mm -hmm. but you can turn it around. You can refocus just like you would with, you know, with your remote on the TV. You can, if you don't like what you're watching, you can just turn the channel. You can change the channel and focus on something different. Yeah, exactly. I love what you're saying. Like, let's, let's not shoot that second arrow and like, oh, Hunter, you know, I, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm, 
you know, but I'm having these negative thoughts. Like, don't, don't, don't start getting down on yourself for having those negative thoughts. Like right. that, that is just the default. That's, you know, that's kind of the point. I love that. So, um, so you, you, you did all this work. So let's talk about, um, this idea of what is, you know, circumstance driven versus what is vision driven. Well, circumstance driven is, it's the way that we're taught to live. You know, if you think about the, you know, the traditional, the societal norms, right? You go to school, you, um, you get your degree, you go to college, you get the job, you get married, you have the kids. Like these are just kind of, um, and, and we, we, we are kind of taught that you, that it has to be sequential like that, that we have to do this thing first, and then we can get that thing. We can't have this unless we have the degree. We can't, we can't make this money unless we have the certain job. We can't, you know, we can't do this until we do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really think we have it backwards. We have to decide what we do want and move toward that rather than letting all of the circumstances. Cause we can, we can all day long. Well, I can't do this because of that. I can't do this because of that. You know, there are a lot COVID for instance, you know, where we are still, you know, I can't do this because of that. I can't do this, be- but we don't have to live that way. And I really think um, I actually had a, um, a client at the, it was about a year ago in March when, when we were um, sent home um, and she said, I kind of feel bad. I kind of feel a little guilty because I I'm feeling really good. I feel like everybody around me is, is crumbling. She said, I feel like we've been in training for this, the moving because, because she has a life vision. She knows where she's going. And this is, it's a blip, right? This period that we're in right now is a blip. I like to liken it to childbirth. You know, you know, it's painful. It's uncomfortable when you're going through it, but you know that it's going to end at some point, you know, we don't know when, but it's going, you know, it's, it's a blip in, in our lives, definitely go down in history. Um, but the circumstances don't have to determine the way we experience life, mm-hmm. the moving toward, you know, we, we, we tend to um, focus on the things that we don't want um, rather than the things that we do. You know, like I, like I said, in the beginning, when I first realized that, oh my gosh, he's getting this from me. So pulling apart my life, all of the things that I don't want, but I was still focusing on what I didn't want. When I changed directions and started focusing on what I did want and kind of, um, I like to put it on and imagine it, you know, put it on imaginally and the feeling of how does it feel to have this, this life, you know, to have this business, to have this podcast. My podcast was actually, it's been in my head for six years. How does it feel to have this podcast and to be having these amazing interviews? How does it feel to have, you know, have this family life, this, these relationships, these experiences, and, and you, when you're doing this, you're actually creating future memory for yourself, right? Where our, our minds, our memory is amazing and we can go back in our memory, but we can always go also go forward. And it's the coolest thing, Hunter, when you have created a memory for yourself and then you experience it, it's like, oh my gosh, like I already know what this feels like. I've already, I've already created this experience for myself. So that's, the, that's really what living a vision-driven life is, it's making a decision, making decisions for your life. And it's seriously, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, so what, when you s- awaken to see this, this negativity in your son and you saw it in yourself and you saw these challenges, what did you want instead then? 
you know what, when I, when it gets right down to it and the reason that I got into edge. So as a teacher, before I had kids, Mm -hmm. what I want more than anything is for kids to know that they matter Mm -hmm. to, I want my kids to be happy. I want them to be confident and I want them to know that they matter, but little eyes, ears, and hearts are always watching, right? Mm -hmm. They're learning how to navigate life by watching us, the moms and dads. And, and so what I was teaching was how not to like yourself, you know, mm-hmm. how to focus on everything that was wrong. Um, and that's kind of, that, that's, that's what I was teaching. That's what I was teaching my kids. So it was the turning it around to what do I want? I want my kids to know that they matter. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to do that work in myself. I'm going to have to treat myself with respect. I'm going to have to treat myself like I love myself. I'm going to have to treat myself. I'm going to have to treat myself the way that I want my kids to treat themselves. Stay tuned for more Mindful Mama podcast right after this break. We are supported by Green Chef, which is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company. They make eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every lifestyle. They have plans if you're keto or paleo or vegan or vegetarian or just looking to eat healthier because the food is so delicious and so healthy. It makes it so easy. I get exhausted trying to like think of different ideas and it gives me all these ideas and all the ingredients are handpicked. They're delivered right to your door. It's contact free. They do the meal planning. They do the portion sizes. They even come with pre-made and pre-measured sauces and dressings and spices. You really get like restaurant flavor and it doesn't take all the time and effort and, and I never make it as yummy honestly as they do. We love their Cuban chicken with chimichurri and it has like red bell peppers, has snappies, has cabbage, has pepitas and cojita cheese and all the chicken is organic so you can feel good about it. So we get all these like fresh vegetables, all these great flavors. It's really, really wonderful. Everything is handpicked featuring organic veggies and high quality proteins delivered right to your door, pre-measured insulated packing, and it's the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of its direct carbon emissions and plastic packaging in every box so you can feel really good about what you're eating and how it got to the table, which is so cool. Go to greenchef.com slash hunter100 and use the code hunter100 to get $100 off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash hunter 100, that's 100, and use the code HUNTER100100 to get 100 bucks off, including free shipping. And you can find that link right in the show notes where you're listening to the. It's such a great deal, and it's so easy, and it's so delicious, and you can feel so good about it with the environment and what you're eating. It's a no-brainer. Go to greenchef.com slash HUNTER100, use the code HUNTER100 to get $100 off, including free shipping now. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. Amen. I love that. You're, you're, I love that this vision of like, uh, you know, I, you're saying that I, I have to treat myself like I love myself. And so I'm wondering 
this is such a big struggle for so many people. Like I, you know, you know, many, especially moms may know that like, I, I, I cannot give what I do not have. Right. But we talk about that at the top of the episode, every single time, like you cannot give what you do not have. And they may know that they're listening. They're like, I know I cannot give what I do not have, but they're not feeling that love for themselves. So was, um, I'm curious for you to, to get to a place of loving yourself. Was that, did you go through a process of a little bit of fake it before you make it, you know, like treating yourself as if you love yourself before you got there or what, what was your process towards that? Like, yeah, I did. It is a little, it, it, it is a little fake it till you make it now you can't and, and, and to start slow. If you can't look yourself in the mirror and, and with honesty, say, I love you. Some, some people cannot even look themselves in the mirror and say, I like you. You know, some people can't even look in the mirror period and, and say some kind of affirmation. Um, you just do it a little, you know, maybe I'm starting with, I'm curious, I'm curious about what it would be like to love you. I'm curious about, about what it would feel like to be loved you know, because like you said, you have to, you have to love yourself and you have to be loving before you have to love yourself before you can love other people. Right. Truly. I mean, you can have that toxic love, you know, that toxic and and it's, it's a different, it's a different feeling, but it has to start from inside. Um, But yeah, just little by little and putting myself first, because honestly, when I had my kids, I seriously shelved myself. I put myself, I put all of my books. I've been, my, my mother started giving me uh, 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 personal development books when I was in high school. So I was the kid sitting under the tree during summer vacation, reading all these books, right? And so um, I literally took all of my books, like my life, um, all of my yoga books. I've been doing yoga for almost 30 years at this point. I put all of my books up on, in the attic in a box and replaced them with parenting books. And um, when I had kids and I was off, I was not honoring who I was. So I kind of, you know, I had to kind of peel back the layers of what is important. So I was putting family as number one, you know, my number one most important um, uh, core value when really for me, it's personal growth. For me, it's growth. Family is definitely in the top five, mm-hmm. but I had to start putting me first. So mm-hmm. things like... Um, you know, getting myself up early and I have my morning routine, right? And and it's had I've had to tweak it and change it over the years, and that's fine. But putting me first. And what I found when I did that is that I um everybody has a better day. I, my whole yes. entire family can feel it if I don't. Um, doing things like I um, you know, it's been a little different this year, but I like to um I like to schedule at least about every quarter, a, uh, a, a solo, um, R and R retreat, just me, myself and I, right. Ooh, Putting myself I like that first. Idea. <laughs> it's it, but you know what? Like you have to put it on the calendar. I have to, yeah, my yeah, husband yeah. and I sit down about every six months and we put things on the calendar. I'm like, okay, here's me. I'm putting me on the calendar. I have a night off every week. That is like constant. You know, whatever I do with it, if I decided to stay in my room, that's it. But um, putting yourself first, it's a practice because we're, especially as moms, we're not, it's not, uh, 
we weren't taught that way. We were taught to put everybody else first and take care of everybody, but we have to take care of ourselves first. So another long answer to your question, but, um, but I had to learn to put me first. And that was by putting me first, I was, I, I was showing myself that I loved myself. And then you could, if you love yourself, then you can love everyone else. And then you're modeling this self-respect and self-regard and taking care of yourself for your kids, which is so awesome. You know, I have to share with you, Tracy, um, you know, I've, I've, we've, I've talked about this in a lot of different forms over the years. And I, I know that so many people struggle with this, but I feel really lucky in that my mom, you know, she was, um, she was a hospice nurse. She, you know, she worked a, like a, you know, full-time, you know, she was the one who brought, got us the health insurance. And so she worked full-time. She had a, a whole thing going and, and she, she, uh, but she did this thing and she didn't talk about it very, uh, you know, very explicitly to us or anything, you know, so we were, I grew up in this kind of lower middle-class house, you know, we didn't have a ton of money for extra things. We grew, I grew up in, in apartments most of the time, mostly until I was 12. But during this time, she went and took, went into horseback riding lessons and then eventually did, uh, was half leasing a horse. And it was something that she had done when she was young. And, you know, horseback riding is not, <laughs> not a cheap sport to do, but right. she, this, it was what she showed me, what I realized, like maybe later in my thirties was like, oh, she was putting herself first. Like she was right. valuing this thing that brought her fulfillment, brought her release, brought her joy. And I sat many a night <laughs> munching on a giant carrot on the, at the barn while she did her lessons. Right. And, and I didn't even, it was never explicit, but now I realize like her needs mattered. Yeah. That was never a question. And so when I grew up and I was in my family, it was never a question for me that my needs were important and mattered. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm really grateful to her for that lesson, but it's yeah. unusual. I know it's unusual. It is. It is unusual. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love that you had that example and I, um, you know, and people do, you know, there are examples and, mm -hmm. but I love that you recognize that too, that, Oh, that was, she was showing me, she was teaching me. She did that. Thanks, mom. I know you listened to all that. No. So thanks, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, uh, when my mom, when I was, when I was a kid, my mother, um, the one, one thing that she did a lot, she had, she shared all of her, her personal development books with me. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, uh, kind of, she introduced me to the work that I do now, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, the, a long time ago, one thing that she did that, that really struck me is that, um, that she created a vision board. Now it wasn't called a vision board back then, but it was mm -hmm. in the seventies. And it was, I remember it was on a big piece of yellow uh, poster board. And on one side was this really big, like the whole side of the page was this woman in a pantsuit and, the, <laughs> and it had her name on it. And then all a bunch of things that she loved. Now I never oh, really awesome. saw her doing those things, but I do, but I do, it really, it's, it's, it, it's uh I was very aware that, wow, she was putting herself first. Um, but those little, you know, I can look back now and say, oh, well, she, she did. She was, she was trying, right. She was trying. 
That's, she was that's doing beautiful. Her best. She passed on some good seeds to you too. So, so you she had did. this vision of like your, your kids, you want your kids to know that they matter. And then yeah. you had, and then you deconstructed that to like, go back to treating myself as though I matter. I love these, uh, these ideas, like of putting myself first, the morning routine, the solo R and R retreat. And I want to hear more, um, about the, the vision, vision driven life. Um, because I, I think I, I think I know, you know, what I, what I think about this idea of vision for myself, like, I think like, I got to know what I want and know where I'm Mm -hmm. going so that when I'm at a point of choice, I make the choice that is in service of that vision. So in our family, my -hmm. husband, we knew, I mean, we decided like 10 years ago that, or like six years ago that we didn't want him to work so much. Yeah. And there's a bunch of things we've done since then, but at one point we decided for him to cut back just on Fridays. So he works Monday through Thursday and then he doesn't work on Fridays. And it's right. great, you know, yeah. and, and um, you know, and we may take that further, but it was like, there was this point where it was like, oh, we can implement this thing from our, what we are wanting, right? What is right. that vision? So is that, is that what you're talking about? Like, let's That's exactly just it. dream big a little bit here. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, in some, I have a client who her, her vision is to live in a tiny house. She just wants minimalism, right? So it doesn't have to be this huge thing, but it needs to be a stretch from where you are, right? Because you, you, you're, you're going to need to take steps, uncomfortable steps. You want it to be a little uncomfortable, you know, is you want to, you want it to be, if, if you're just kind of going parallel and you're just doing something a little bit different, that would be more like a goal, but a vision is bigger. You know, a vision is and that that part of your vision about your husband working less and 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 really focusing on that. Like, what could we do? You know, when you know, like you said, when you know what you want, when you have decided what you want, you will know when, you know, for one thing, it's, it's the cure to overwhelm right? When you have clarity, you don't have, you're not saying yes to every single thing that comes your way because you're, you're moving in a direction. So decision-making is a breeze. Yes, that's for me. No, that's not for me. Like it's, it's really so simple and subtle, but huge because you know, you know, it, let's say your husband was, um, had a job offer and it was going to be that he was going to be, you know, out of town or whatever, like that would be it. That would be a no because of your vision for your family. Right. So it, and it sounds so simple and, and it is simple. It just, it's just a different way. It's kind of a reframing, um, how we think, but, um, but yeah, knowing what you want, then you know what to do. And I like to use the woman that you're becoming or the family, you know, the couple, whatever that you're becoming. I like to use, use her as your, um, as your inner mentor, you know, so she's already been through all this, right? Because there's usually a gap. There should be a gap between where you are and where, and, and the woman that you're becoming and using her as your inner mentor, you know, mm-hmm. what would she do? What would she have done? What would she have said? You know, who would she be hanging out with? Um, those kinds of things instead of, cause she's not a place to get to and she's not a goal to be reached. She's already in you and you just become more of her. So it's, you know, the, your, your, your vision, it has to come from who you are. You know, like I said earlier, my, my, I was not putting my, I wasn't honoring my core values. You know, what's really important to me, um, knowing your core values, it's all about self-awareness. I know, you know, about this Hunter, the, 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 um, the self-awareness is key in life, you know, in being happy and being, being present. All right. So Tracy, let's break it down for me. 
for us, for the listener, like step one is step one values, step two vision. How does it work? Yeah. So the, I have this, what I call a fab framework and, and exactly that is focused, right? The first, the first thing you want to do is you need to get clear about who you are, right? Mm. Who you are, self-awareness, what's important to you, you know, ask yourself this question, what will matter to me most at the end of my life? And that, that it's going to be more clear, right? So knowing who you are, when you know, because like I said, I was, I was basing my life on family first, but I felt off. I felt wonky. I felt, you know, it was, it wasn't the right thing for me. Right. So spending some time with yourself, you know, you teach, you teach mindfulness. Mm -hmm. The mindfulness is where that, you know, where you're going to connect with the authentic you. So knowing who you are, then you can decide what you want. Right. And so making those decisions, really um, creating a life vision is um, it's really decision deciding for your life. And that is not to say that you can't pivot and change and morph and change because you should, as you're growing, you should be morphing and changing. Right. And you, and, and you don't have to be, you don't have to be so rigid in this. This is what I want. You can open it up for spirit, open it up for God, you know, open it up for, for, you know, we don't know everything right for the, for the, uh, the, um, the synchronicities that happen. Right. So you're moving in a direction, something comes your way and, Ooh, you know, maybe this is where I, where I, but you, but consciously, right. It's not just a, Oh, I'm just going to go this way and that way really, but really based on who you are. Okay, cool. So knowing who you are, what matters to you? What are your values? Are there certain questions you ask to help people understand what their values are? If they're like, um, I don't know, I value a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you can, you can go online and you can search up core values. And I mean, hundreds, hundreds of, of, um, of words you'll come up with. Um, but you really know that question that I asked, what, what will matter most at the end of your life? Mm-hmm. One of my core values, um, is, uh, is making a difference. Okay. So mm-hmm. I need to be adding those things into my life all the time, every day if possible. Right. And the growth, you know, that would be, that would be the, the, um, the books that I read, um, when I'm doing my morning routine, but in you can, it doesn't have to, they don't have to be huge steps. They can be just little things that you do, but really what, what matters the most to you? What, what is, what, what is, what are those, you know, I know that family is important to me, so what am I going to do? You know, am I going to, if I have the choice between um, working on my business or, you know, helping my child, I, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to choose the helping my child because that's family is, you know, my business is not in my top five <laughs> core values, the making a difference is, but I can do that in other ways. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. What matters most? The, what matters most to you is really the, the really important question. And ranking it. I'm hearing like ranking it, like let's, let me really decide this is number one. This is number two. This is number three. Okay, cool. I I love this. This is amazing. So I'm also curious then. So you, what did you do to, you know, what you did, you said you did a little of fake it till you make it to love yourself. You're, what do you do? What do you, what did you do then? And what do you continue to do to to turn those, that negativity, those negative thoughts into something that's more maybe realistic or positive. That's just nicer to live with. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, um, part of that fab framework that I was talking about, it's aligning, 
Aligning mm-hmm. is the A. So aligning your thoughts, mm-hmm. because if you are feeling, you know, if I was feeling that negativity and pessimism, that does not align with the woman that I'm becoming, right? So I've got to step it up. You know, there's there's um, just shifting the thoughts. Gratitude, huge. I like to call gratitude the back door to abundance, right? Because it's it's a it's you're refocusing or appreciation. Appreciation is even better than gratitude mm-hmm. because you can can appreciate. Um, you can appreciate anything. I can appreciate that, you know, that, uh, that I don't know, I, I like the way that the shirt feels on me. I can appreciate my, you know, my, my, uh, my bed right now. I, I, I do a lot. I love my bed right now, <laughs> but, but shifting your, shifting your thoughts, um, little things like, um, like, uh, you know, your, I am statements, be careful what you put behind the, I am right. Mm-hmm. If you're saying I am tired, this is what you're going to get. If you're saying, you know, I am, I am, uh, you know, I'm, like I said earlier, I am curious about feeling well-rested. You know, I wonder what it would be like, like kind of um, inquisitive questions asking Mm -hmm. yourself, but changing Mm -hmm. those I ams, you know, when we say I am overwhelmed, I am tired. We're almost, it's almost like we're, we're, um, we're inviting it in. We're asking it in. I like to say things like, um, like up until now, if I say something, if I, if it slips and I say, ah, I'm so tired up until now, or up until now, I felt tired up until now. I, um, you know, I was angry with my husband or up until now, whatever it might be. It's those subtle Mm. shifts in our, in the way that we talk to ourselves and the words that we put out in the world and, and as well as changing your vibe, aligning your vibration, right? Because we are not, we're not going to attract and become that woman who feels amazing three years from today. If we are, if we're in that contractive negative energy, Right, so there's so many things that we can do to um, move our bodies that can be that that can shift that energy, like moving your body, mm-hmm. right? Like finding little things, little little bits of joy. We got chickens in um at in the spring, um because we're spending so much time at home. So mm-hmm. our chickens bring us so much joy. So going out to just visit with the chickens, little bits of joy in the springtime when the little, you know, the little uh, tendrils on the cucumbers and just watching, being out in nature, so many little things that we can do to, to shift that negative energy. And, and like I've talked about earlier, you know, it could be a hundred times in a day, depending on what's going on in my life or, you know, in, mm. in, but that it's the shifting, shifting our thoughts, shifting our vibration. I, you know, that's a beautiful practice. And I love that. And, you know, I talk about that in the mindful parenting membership. Sometimes people say, like, we talk about how to speak to our kids and they say, I am, I am frustrated, you know, and I, and one of the things we want to invite people to move towards is I'm feeling frustrated, you know, or like you're in that whole idea. I love this idea of up until now, Mm, up until up in, now, it's very yeah. helpful statement because you're right. kind of like, I mean, I'm not sure what would happen in the next five seconds, but it's a very helpful uh, statement. How does yeah, that work I, for you? And I love that feel that, that a part of me too. Like, I love that because mm. honestly, oh, am like saying I frustrated? A part of me feels There's frustrated. A part of me feels oh, frustrated. that's cool. Yeah, I like that. There's just a part of me. It's not my whole being. I am not angry. I am not tired. There's a part of me that feels that way. Now, my only worry with this idea of like shifting like this is that 
many people are going to use this to kind of bypass, like, because we feel bad about having negative feelings. We feel bad about having uh, aggression, anxiety, anger. We feel like there's something wrong with us for even having those feelings whatsoever. And so they're going to say, I'm, I'm not really feeling that, but a part of me is feeling, you know, and to kind of bypass that. What do you, what do you say to that? I say, let the feelings move through you. You know, when we, we can't, so here's the thing, we can't fool our minds, right? We cannot say, I am so happy when you are feeling so angry or frustrated or overwhelmed. You can little, you know, you can, you can, um, you can go move up the emotional ladder a little by little, um, but you can't, but you can't, you can't fool your mind, right? And, and like that game of whack-a-mole that I talked about, you know, if you push it down, it's going to come up over here. So really letting it, and it's so uncomfortable. I think we're more afraid of the discomfort of feeling a feeling than actually having the feeling. <laughs> and it doesn't feel great, but just letting the feeling move through you. I, I love to, um, I love to move my body for one thing to, it helps me to move. And I like to imagine that, um, when I'm moving my body, that the energy is moving, that feeling can move through me, mm-hmm. um, out through my feet into mother earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but allowing yourself and sometimes just let yourself feel sad. Just let yourself feel angry, but don't stay there. That's the key. Don't stay there. And, and, and also, you know, we, we tend to want to commiserate and, but that's not the energy that we want. I mean, to to talk to a trusted friend or a coach or a therapist or something like that is completely different, but blasting it on social media that, you know, this happened Mm -hmm. and this happened, we're almost inviting it more. Mm -hmm. Um, But but yeah, allowing yourself to feel the feelings. I know it's, it's all a delicate, you know, yeah. th- there's a dance between the moving yourself, but, but you'll know when you feel that, that, you know, that, that big feeling, I had some big feelings this week. We're actually, the, the full moon is on Saturday and I am a highly sensitive person. The full moon affects me. And sometimes, and I actually just last, last month started putting it on my calendar. <laughs> Here's it's coming. It's okay. You know, make sure I have my Epsom salts to take care of myself. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I know. You know, I think that, you know, everything you're saying, you, you point is pointing back to that self-awareness, right? Like, am I just trying to push this bad feeling away by being positive? Am I, am I scared to feel this feeling? And that's why I'm I'm being so positive. But I also love the idea of the self-awareness around, you know, your cycle, right? Like, and we can think about that, like with the menstrual cycle. I mean, for me, it was such a big, you know, for me to start giving myself permission to just rest more and to like, oh, it's okay. If like, uh, you know, I'm grumpy. This is, this is what's happening. Like, it seems so, so simple and obvious, but I used to just ignore it and it would surprise me. And I'd be like, oh yeah, you know, and then And now I'm just like, oh, you know, on Sunday night, like I cried about something way more than I probably deserved. Oh, I I think I was right there with you. (laughs) It's like, that's what's happening. Like I checked my period tracker and I'm like, aha, yes, this makes a lot of sense. You know, like, so it just, it just gives us, you know, this idea of giving ourselves permission to have those different waves is really important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all self-awareness and giving your, I love the permission too. 
I'm going to give myself permission to not do all these things and to just go and sit in the bathtub with my Epsom salts and a candle and just, you know, or whatever, or cry. Mm -hmm. I love that Hunter. Cause that's, that's me. I I'm a crier. I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm sad, cry when I'm angry, but it's such a great release to allow ourselves to cry. And sometimes it's just as, okay, I'm right now. I got it out. You know, I let it out. So allowing yourself and giving yourself permission to cry. My whole family knows that, um, that I cry. My husband knows that, you know, he doesn't have to fix it. Sometimes I'll ask, I'll invite him, you know, I need your, I need your help. But sometimes I just, you know, just, just, just listen, let me cry, let me talk. And that's all you need. Well, I think this, you're kind of maybe just answering this question, but I was going to ask you, you know, thinking about a listener who may feel overwhelmed and may not know where to start, is just feeling badly, where, Tracy, where do you think someone who's feeling overwhelmed should start with it, some of this work? I would start, you know, maybe um, get out your journal or a piece of paper, whatever, 10 minutes and just start writing about what you want what, what you would, what you would even little things, you know, what I would really like love is a night off a week. Okay. And then, and then kind of just you, I, I call it sourcing, but you know, you have to get, be still and you have to, you have to um, have some space. Um, but, and then just write down some things that you can start doing right. To start bringing in little bits of joy. Cause we don't have to wait. We don't have to wait to go on vacation to experience joy. So deciding what you want, making a list of, of, uh, of, of maybe little steps that you can do to, to, to get there. I think that's the biggest thing is to start, start focusing. And yeah, the, the, the going into um, core values and all of that, that's deeper work, but what you can do right now is focusing on what you want. Now, a lot of times people don't know what they want. I work with a lot of women who have, say, I have no idea what I want. And then you, you can focus on what you, you can, you know, take a look at what you don't want. And instead of focusing on the problem, you turn it around into a solution. Mm-hmm. So you, then you're moving toward the solution. It's a, it's subtle, but it's a, it's a difference. You're not focusing on the problem. You're focusing on the solution. You know, maybe if it's, uh, let's say, let's say I keep bringing up that I'm tired. If you're feeling tired, you know, what's the solution or what's the opposite of mm-hmm. tired? Oh, that would be well-rested. So if I was feeling well-rested, what would I do? What things would I do? What, 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 um, what things would I bring into my life? Yes. This is awesome. So what do you want listener? What do you want? I love that. Write down what you want and start, exactly. start your vision right there. It's such a beautiful, simple step, Tracy. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, it's been amazing and wonderful to have you on the podcast. I appreciate you sharing your story. It's so, um, so beautiful. You know, we have this one life it's so precious, you know, we right. might as well do the work to take, do the, you know, invest what we need to, uh, of our, of our time, our, our energy, our money, whatever it is. Like we just have this one life, like right. we might as well try to, you know, make it this life we want, which I, this is what you're saying. And it's so beautiful. Yeah. So where can people find out more about you and what you're doing in the world? Yes. Well, I just started a podcast in November. That's been amazing. It's a vision driven mom. 
you can find me at, I have a Facebook group, a Facebook community, which is fantastic. It's Vision Driven Moms. It's the Facebook group. Uh, Vision Driven Mom Facebook page, Vision Driven Mom Instagram, Vision Driven Mom Pinterest. And, you know, stop by and you know, shoot me a, you know, um, send me a message and say hello. Tell me that you saw, saw me on the uh, Mindful Mama podcast. I'd love that. Yay. Well, thank you again so much, Tracy. This has been a pleasure and I I really appreciate it. Thank you, Hunter. It's been delightful. I love what Tracy says about a vision for us. You know, we can get so subsumed in the role of mom, but really our kids need us to be a full and complete person, right? Like they need us to be able to have our own lives and model what a fulfilled life is. It's, that's amazing stuff, that's powerful stuff. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it sparked something in you, a little bit of spark that's gonna grow into something beautiful. So I hope so. And I wishing you a peaceful, wonderful week, my friend. I really thank you for being here, being a listener, supporting the podcast with your time and your, your attention. It really matters a lot. Another way to support the podcast is to subscribe at the Mindful Mama Mentor YouTube channel. You can see all kinds of great teachings and it's a great way if you have like little pieces of the podcast that you might want to share, there's like five minute videos of the podcast. So that's a great way to share like on Facebook because you're just sharing a five minute thing and it can give people a snippet of a lesson in in a really great way. So go to YouTube and search Mindful Mama Mentor. And I'm just, I hope you have a great week. I hope you're relaxing. I hope that you're having some moments of downtime, some decompression. I hope that you're able to, to be in this next present moment of your life really fully embracing you know that full range of this human experience i'm wishing that for you and allowing and accepting all the feelings that arise and looking for those moments of choice those moments where we can bring that vision in so i hope that for you i hope some rest and peace and all that and i cannot wait to connect with you again next week thank you thank you thank you so much for listening i really really appreciate you Have a wonderful week, my friend. Namaste. I say definitely do it. It's really helpful. It will change your relationship with your kids for the better. It will help you communicate better. And just, I'd say communicate better as a person, as a wife, as a spouse. It's been really a positive influence in our lives. So definitely do it. I'd say definitely do it. It's so worth it. The money really is inconsequential when you get so much benefit from being a better parent to your children and feeling like you're connecting more with them and not feeling like you're yelling all the time or you're like, why isn't things working? I would say definitely do it. It's so, so worth it. It'll change you. No matter what age someone's child is, it's a great opportunity for personal growth and it's a great investment in someone's family. I'm very thankful I have this. You can continue in your old habits that aren't working or you can learn some new tools and gain some perspective to shift everything in your parenting. Are you frustrated by parenting? Do you listen to the experts and try all the tips and strategies, but you're just not seeing the results that you want? Or are you lost as to where to start? Does it all seem so overwhelming with too much to learn? Are you yearning for a community of people who get it? who also don't want to threaten and punish to create cooperation? 
Hi, I'm Hunter Clarkfields, and if you answered yes to any of these questions, I want you to seriously consider the Mindful Parenting membership. You will be joining hundreds of members who have discovered the path of mindful parenting and now have confidence and clarity in their parenting. This isn't just another parenting class. This is an opportunity to really discover your unique, lasting relationship, not only with your children, but with yourself. It will translate into lasting, connected relationships, not only with your children, but your partner too. Let me change your life. Go to mindfulparentingcourse.com to add your name to the waitlist, so you will be the first to be notified when I open the membership for enrollment. I look forward to seeing you on the inside mindfulparentingcourse.com.